ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to season two, episode 12 of the Average to Lead podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Lowe, and today we are looking at the periodized life. So, a lot of athletes out there, including yourself, will periodize your training. You'll perhaps periodize your nutrition. But how many of you actually periodize your life? So, question, why do we periodize your training? We periodize your training to manage overall training loads done, uh, the amount of stress on the body, how that impacts your adaptation and growth, and therefore, um, you know, minimize the likeness of overreaching, overtraining, and burning out. So it's exactly the same thing with your life that we have to periodize. So a lot of athletes will, especially during this kind of COVID period, um, they will burn out quite quickly um, with essentially everything that's going on. And it's something I see time and time again with the athletes I work with. Um, so sometimes it isn't your nutrition as to why you're perhaps feeling a little bit shit, a little bit tired, a bit fatigued and stuff. It's everything that else goes on. Uh, so therefore, we have to look at this periodized life. So obviously with athletes, you want to excel in your sport, but I need you to be excelling in your work, your family equipment, your social life. So we can't have you know, too much of a contrast between the two. You'll find that one thing links into the next, into the next, into the next. Um, so therefore, we just have to find this kind of balancing act of everything. And it's very much a push-pull analogy I'm going to use uh, throughout today, uh, throughout today's podcast. So first and foremost, I just want to make you aware of this concept called allostatic load. So this is essentially the wear and tear of the body and brain that results from stress. So the more stress you have, the more wear and tear in the body and brain and mind, and therefore more likely to burn out. And therefore, this is coined allostatic overload. Um, so when we think of this, uh, the best way to put this is the glass full analogy. So we all have a glass. We can all put certain amounts of stresses in it before it starts to overflow. And this is what happens when you try doing too much at once. Um, there's many athletes out there, maybe even yourself, I'm guilty of this myself, just trying to do too much all at once. And this glass will fill up pretty quickly. And therefore, once it hits the top and you've hit max capacity and you still try adding more work in, that's when you start to burn out. This is where these sort of KPIs we talk about will start to trend south in terms of your performance, your recovery, your you know your mood, your irritability, your freshness, fatigue, your sleep quality, your food focus. All this stuff will tend to get worse. So when we think of again this periodized life, we really have to be managing these stresses as best as possible. And we always think of this glass analogy. How much stress can we put in and how much stress can we tolerate? So we can kind of break down the stresses into two um, sort of parts. 
So you got your perhaps your lifestyle and then you've got your sports specific ones. So things we need to account and appreciate are, you know, your work study commitments. So what is that kind of demand like at the moment? Is that super high or is it super low or is it moderate? What's your diet quality like? So are you running any nutrient deficiencies at the moment? What's your energy balance like? Are you in a negative or positive energy balance? Like, are you in an energy deficit? Are you under-eating? Or are you eating a maintenance to support performance and all that kind of stuff? So where are we with that? So do you have, you know, large amount of family commitments? Is a lot going on um, outside us increasing the overall stress to your life? Is this sort of increased social demands of commitments you have to account for? And then we also look at, like, the sport-specific stuff. You know, playing sports, especially team sports, you've got like team selections and all that kind of stuff. You know, yes, you've got the physiological kind of strain there, but you've also got the huge psychological strain there as well of wearing like, am I going to get selected and all that kind of stuff. Um, then you also got like the training loads itself to account for, which would obviously be periodized. But again, we need to focus on that and appreciate what the overall kind of load is there. Um, do you have any travel equipments? Do you have to travel two hours to training um, every day? Do you have to travel abroad to compete? Is it long haul flights in there? Is there stress associated with that? What about sort of early morning training sessions? Do you have to get up, you know, crack it on to travel again to get into the gym or get like um, a bike ride in or a long run or something like that? What about sort of late night training sessions or competitions? You know, all these individual factors and components is going to have a stress. Now, how much of that can we fit in this um, glass without it overflowing? So big things that are very much under our control is diet quality, is your energy balance, uh, is your sleep, all these kind of things. So say for example, if you know you've got a very stressful period coming up, um, is it worth adding in extra stressors? I is it do we need to be running an energy deficit during this time to drop body fat? Do we need to kind of pull back with this uh, and remove that stressor from this glass and therefore we create more room and a greater allowance or budget for additional stresses? So you pretty much want to be running, you know, like 80-90% all the time. So you have a little bit of buffer at the top. Um so if you're running 80 and 90% of the time, you know, you're going to be handling a large capacity of, should we say, or should we say you're going to be running, um, you know, a large like allostatic load there and you'll have um, a little bit of wiggle room, but again, we're just going to wash out. We don't have too much in there to overflow. If you were then to say, for example, running at 80, 90% uh, and then you throw an energy deficit on top of that, that's going to push you up to 100% quite quickly. And then what happens if you got something crack on with family or work or something like that, and then it tips you over and that ends up going on for like one to two weeks. This is where we're going to burn out. So we just got to, again, acknowledge and appreciate all the stresses in our life and know whether we need to push or whether we need to pull. So it's that push-pull framework. And I try and make my clients within the athlete coaching program very aware of this and how everything comes into play. Essentially, life is going to be a compromise. Like, unfortunately, we can't have everything. Uh, but as long as we know 
what all these different stressors are that can quickly increase this glass, then we know how to best prepare for it. And this is why the planning element is so unbelievably important with not just like your training and your nutrition, but you know your whole life. Um, this, if we can plan for everything, then we can best be prepared for it, you know? Um, so when I think of my yearly planning, not only for myself, but my clients as well, I'll look at it from like the macro and the micro. So looking like what's happening across the entire year, uh, what's happening across the months, weeks, and then goes into the days. So say for example, do we have very busy periods with work? Do we have big deadlines? Um, if you're a student, do you have a lot of examinations going on at the moment? Uh, do you have a bit of both? Like, do you have work and um, exams on top of that and then training on top of that as well? So again, just acknowledging where these big sort of stresses where you can have heightened allostatic load and then make sure your remaining lifestyle factors will complement this and not complicate it. So again, what you're going to be doing with your stress management, your food quality, your calorie intake, all that kind of stuff, your sleep, all that kind of stuff, you know, then we can also break that down into the week. So again, this is where, you know, the bulk of your planning is, is going to come down to this periodized kind of life. So I'll use myself as an example in terms of how I approach uh, my training, uh, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. So Monday is very much um, a big day for client fulfillment with the guys from Athlete Coaching Programme. Get through all the sort of check-ins day, a lot of plan updates, a uh, high energy demanding day, like mentally demanding day. Um, and on that day, if I try and train late at night, uh, I'm going to be absolutely wiped out. So putting in a hard training session on that day is not going to be supportive of what I'm doing and my overall energy levels and allostatic glue for that day. But I appreciate I need to get some form of movement in. So I might just run like a, a mobility session or might just go for a walk, get some fresh air, get some light exposure, some headspace and stuff like that. So again, if I had a really mentally demanding day in the business with my clients, then, and I threw in a really hard training session on top, you know, that's probably going to take me to up to 100% or push me over slightly more there. So generally speaking, I don't do too much on the Mondays. Tuesdays, I'd be typically down with Wasp Rugby. I live about two and a half hours from them. So I'm up sort of half four um, to get down there uh, for like sort of half seven kind of start. You know, I know I'm going to be massively sleep deprived that day. And it's going to be a very energy demanding day. Uh, again, mentally when I'm down there, it's pretty full on in the high performance environment. Then when I sort of um, finish there, two and a half hours, drive back, check in with my clients again. And again, this is going to be, a very energy demanding day. So typically I won't do anything with a large training demand at all on a Monday and Tuesday. They're kind of blocked off. Just so again, I don't put too much in my glass and therefore I overspill. Wednesday then is very much a day in the office where I've got a few calls, but it's mainly just nutrition programming. Um, so it's not overly demanding, it's not stressful, anything like that. So therefore I can get a really good high quality training session in mid morning or later in the evening uh, because again, my glass isn't that full on that day. Uh, Thursday um, is my kind of most chilled out days really uh, where I do all my content creation for social media, a bit marketing, all that kind of stuff. I Thursday is the day that I'm filming, uh, so recording this podcast uh, and therefore I can get a double training session in. 
low amount of stresses in this day. Uh, the glass is pretty empty, so I would say 50%, and therefore I've got a great capacity to put a lot more stresses in it. So this is like my big training day. Friday um, is very similar to Wednesday, but uh, a little bit more programming on top of that. Recording webinars for the Athlete Coaching Program Members Lab, um, and uh, basically just tying things up from the week. So I could put a moderate training session here, but it's not going to be a crazy one. Then Saturday, Sunday, um, got a lot more sort of headspace with stuff, limited kind of stresses. Uh, this is where my like big training days go in, whether that's a big sort of um, strength session on the Saturday or as big as it can be in COVID in the uh, anabolic kitchen. Um, and then like a mountain bike session on the Sunday, which may be three to four hours long, uh, absolutely kind of huge stress and a lot of fatigue accrued there. And then we're back into that Monday then, rest day, big day in the business, and then so on. So again, I'm periodizing my life really nicely in the fact that I know where my big stressor days are going to be. And I'm always trying to keep that cup that can last about 80, 90% full every single day. Again, if I try pushing too hard with my uh, training, with busy work days that are high energy, high demanding, I'll be burned out in the space of weeks. Um, I've been there before many a times and it only took me like three or four or five times to actually learn my lesson. So this is really important. And I know athletes as well, the guys I work with, a lot of them are going to be elites, sub-elites, and amateur and you know they ha still have huge training loads and they're trying to put these really demanding sessions on top of really demanding days and ultimately they are kind of burning out it doesn't matter how many carbohydrates you give them you know if the overall allostatic load is too high and you get allostatic overload then yeah you're going to burn out uh, pretty quickly and therefore ultimately it's going to make you again just make you feel a bit of shit and not going to allow you to progress in the way you would like to and you lose momentum and all that kind of stuff so we really got to appreciate that and then i take this one step further then in terms of periodizing my day obviously um some of the days like say for example when i'm done with watch rugby i can't really periodize my day there is very much uh up early get there flat out 100 miles an hour finish drive back crack on you know uh but the rest of my days uh within my week i can very much uh periodize being um, sort of self-employed and I got that little bit of luxury there but again I just want you to take the lessons away from this so all I try and think on a daily basis is how can I best protect my energy so look at my training times where am I strongest in the day so for me generally speaking it's around sort of 11 a.m and about 7 p.m they're the moments in the day that I have most energy and I feel I'm my best from training so it makes sense then let's put my training sessions in those times so i block them in my diary pretty much first then also then when is my genius hours so your genius hours are essentially when you are most productive uh most yeah essentially when you're most awake and you can just get shit done um i'm typically typically not really much of a morning person so i don't um typically put my high energy demanding tasks first thing I will leave them later um, in the afternoon or in the evening because these are my genius hours where I can get the most done to my best bang from a buck kind of hours so if I have to do or sorry if I'm working in the morning it'd be kind of low energy demanding tasks more admin based stuff where then in the evening 
that's where again sort of um creative do all my nutrition program and make sure uh everything is like absolutely amazing there and then with that then looking at my kind of chronotype so you've got uh i guess like night owls and morning larks i'm very much a night owl so i much rather stay up a little bit later and then wake up a little bit later the next day as long as i'm getting perhaps seven times 90 minute cycles uh with regards to sleep this works absolutely perfectly perfectly for me so i kind of go to bed at 12 or sleep for 12 up half seven the next day um so therefore i will do most of my work kind of later in the evening to coincide with those kind of genius hours for example recording the podcast 10 p.m at night um so this works extremely well for me for others this may not work um so again think about your kind of chronotype like are you a morning person or a night person an am or a pm so if you are a am like you may be a case of you going to bed a little bit earlier like say 9 9 30 10 and then getting up at six as long as you get the right amount of um sleep in so maybe like seven times 90 minute cycles that is absolutely awesome so again think about um how your sleep fits into the day how your training fits into the day how your work fits into the day as well i appreciate i'm a little bit different with again just being self-employed and stuff and i have that flexibility there but again you can try and draw some lessons from it um and then the last kind of point then is you now maybe we can start implementing some of this if we're still working from home uh somebody maybe for the remainder of the year or if you are self-employed and you have that flexibility with your time you know we do have a nice opportunity to periodize our life really well sometimes we will have constraints if you've got like team trainings and stuff like that but everything else we can try and control as best as possible if you're self-employed for example it doesn't matter what times of the day you work as long as you get the total amount of work done it doesn't really matter we can kind of very much move away from this nine to five kind of mindset like it could be a 10 till eight or whatever ends up being but as long as you're best protecting your energy and you ask yourself that on a daily basis so today what have i got on how can i best protect my energy to live a high performance life that is absolutely awesome so i appreciate this is perhaps a little bit of a different episode today but it is something i see a lot in an athlete's life um the lifestyle factors all the other stuff outside of training going on that they do not appreciate and account for and therefore they're running 100 all the time and then something crops in unexpectedly and it takes them over 105, 110, 120%. They run it for days and weeks on end. They burn out, lose momentum, and then they you know, have to start over again. So what I want you to take away from this is think about your allostatic load for the day. Think about the week. Think about it from the month and then a yearly perspective. Use that glass analogy. Let's always run about 80 to 90% um capacity because then if something does crop in that we again we're not expecting we have the capacity to handle it um so hope this helps um i know i've had this discussion with a lot of athletes in the last kind of weeks and months and it certainly helped them so hopefully um this will just help you think in different ways about how you approach your life this high performance life because again i don't want you just excelling in your sports i want you excelling outside of sport as well because they do have um nice links there 100 everything's tied in 
one thing goes into the next, into the next, into the next. Um, so guys, I hope you found this helpful today. I appreciate it was a little bit of a different episode. So usual, I don't think I mentioned carbohydrates once. I don't think. <laughs> so um, any questions on this at all, reach out, drop me an Insta DM. I'm more than happy to chat with you uh, there. So guys, until next time, goodbye.